Welcome to Wings on Wings. This is Michelle. Oh, this is DJ. Part two. This is Brett. Hello. Uh, hello. We just watched, uh, I forget what it was called, Remembering Flings of the Past, Part Two. Remembrance of Flings of the Past, Part Two. Yes, season six, episode 17. February yes. 14th, of 1995. That's important. Everyone remember that. Valentine's Day. And we are eating a uh, brand new heatness sauce, heatness number eight, uh, and it smells delicious. It does smell delicious. It does, was it? Is it Chile Langua de Fuego? Uh, that's right. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Special because we're be remembering uh, shit. We're we're gold members or whatever of Heatnist. I love gold. Yes. Yes. And it smells, so the two last ingredients in this are cinnamon and allspice, and you mm. can really, really smell that. It also has a white and dark rum. Oh. Bitter orange pulp. How fancy. And uh, we find out who, if, Joe, if Joe's the father. We do. Wah, wah, wah. Was there a cold open to this? I don't remember. No, it was just like so. a recap, like a yeah, yeah. The, last week on wings, mm-hmm. it was it was just a recap. Um, so we recap, um, not just whether or not Joe is the father of Sarah's child. We also recap that Lowell, uh, Lowell's teacher, ended up being a little bit uh, cuckoo beans. Mm-hmm. I think is the. Uh, yeah term i'm going to use because mm-hmm. he thinks that the mothership is going to land on the east side of the island uh, uh thursday at 3 p.m now wool's question everything about his life yeah and he's like this is the reason i became a mechanic should i you know should i have done that should i have really followed this man into a profession uh brian is waiting for sarah to make a decision mm-hmm. um and the whole joe thing well so the whole helen thing got dropped yeah, they don't even, there's, not even, there's no repercussions there. Mm-mm. So that story went nowhere. So I kind of wanted it to go somewhere, but no, it mm-hmm. went nowhere. Man, I could taste the cinnamon in this, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a thick, thick sauce. It's, a it's like very thick. chunky. Yeah, it's a thick boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost too thick. Might. Uh, it's like a puree. Yeah, it might take some uh, some points away. It's tasty. Um, yeah, so we pick it up. It's the, the night of the reunion. And how, or Joe's pacing in the hangar by himself. It's late at night. Sarah comes in. And she's like, well, why did you have to have me meet you here? Mm-hmm. And like, the answer, the real answer is because they didn't pay for enough sets to have them meet somewhere else. Fact. So. Um but he's like, well, considering Helen was standing 10 feet away from me, I don't think it'd be right to have that conversation with her nearby. Right. Which, right. Um, and they say, like, it's just one time, one time thing that happened. Right. Um, and yeah, like, she Mon- wants Joe to, <clears throat> Joe to take a blood test. Ooh. Yes. Months after her and Brian broke up. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do a blood test, you know? Yeah, right. So, right. like he said, he goes, I've reached my kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to run away from it. Yeah. Um, you know, we just have to accept it. Right. So, 
Which, good on Joe. Mm-hmm. Because there's much lesser people out there that would say, yeah, fuck that. Sure. <laughs> so, come on. The sauce has some spice. A little bit. It's much. really good. It's very good. It's delicious. Yeah. Very good stuff. So, uh, I, let's get my issue out of the way here. So, <laughs> okay. Well, wait. Let, before you say that. Yeah. They have this conversation in the hangar, and then Roy walks out of Helen's kitchen. So yeah. Now right. Roy knows. Right Roy after knows. Joe, Joe says, we cannot tell anybody until we know. Right. For sure. For sure. Right. So. Okay. Now you go with Here's my issue. issue. We brought this up last episode, and I was hoping they would resolve it in a better way, and they didn't. But they said it was a few months after her and Brian broke up, right? Do we get any other date? No. Okay. So, Wings oh, start... Oh, they do. Well, seven... It was yeah, seven years ago. Seven years ago. Okay. So, Wings is in its sixth season. Okay. Started in 1990. This is 1995. So, five years since the, the brothers reunited. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which would mean that two years before that... They had this fling seven years ago. Right. Right? The show, I looked it up. The show never explicitly puts a number on Joe and Brian's separation. But they do say that they have not seen each other for years. Right. It's been years and Brian comes back for their father's funeral. That's why he comes back. So, years, so uh, the show being six seasons in five years does make the math feel a little better than I was initially saying. Because I was saying mm-hmm. six seasons, six years, but it's five years. Mm-hmm. So, I guess you can count it being a two-year break if the timeline is Brian breaks up with her and immediately runs away with Joe's fiance. Mm-hmm. Immediately. And then, as Joe, being heartbroken, meets Sarah one night, and they have a one-night stand. But it has to be immediately after Joe Joe and her break up, or Brian and her break up a few months later, Brian runs away with Joe's fiance. Mm -hmm. That's the timeline that Wings is trying to shove on us. Right. Yeah. I don't love it, but it's fine. I guess it works. Yeah, it works. I don't love it, but it works. It's tight. I mean, there's other shows where, like, I know I mentioned this other show on our last episode. Some people are going to think I'm a mega fan, but mm-hmm. on on Bones, like, mm-hmm. she says she has no, her grand, or she says her grandfather got her out of foster care, okay. and then later on in the show, she's like, I never knew my grandparents. Yeah. So, like, well, you know, so- Things change. Coincidentally, in the first season of the show, they established, because this was also in my re- like a part of the research that was came up about inconsistencies, in the beginning of the show, the Hackett brothers mentioned how they did not grow up with Lowell Mather mm-hmm. and did not lo- know Lowell in childhood. Right. And now he's- And now he was at their high school reunion and they knew him. So they did change that also. Right. So, shit happens, I guess. 
I think they're playing a little fast and loose, but that's fine. I guess they're allowed to uh, because, again, not much other consistency on this television show. No. So, so that's so. Uh, part of this episode too is that they uh, the the secret gets spoiled, and uh, Brian gets upset that he slept that Joe slept with Sarah. Well, and we're skipping over when Roy talks oh, right. to Joe. Yeah. Roy like, tries oh, the blackmail. What's Joe. got your dad? I don't know if you're trying to blackmail. He's trying to be a bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's trying to bro. Mm-hmm. Not, that's not blackmail. Joe and Joe thinks that he's trying to blackmail yeah, him, but he's Roy. not. He's trying to be a bro. Yeah, he's trying to be a bro. So um, he says, "What's got you down, Hackett? Bad day. You look a little rough. You know what's wrong? Your your hair, whatever. Uh, getting accused of being the father to your brother's uh, girlfriend's kid. Mm-hmm. You know, right? And that's where he's like." Listen, I don't want anything. I just want to be your confidant. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then he ends up being the confidant. <laughs> right. And to which Joe is like, you know, how am I going to tell Brian? How am I going to tell Helen? And Roy's like, come give me a hug. And when Joe gets over there, Roy <laughs> slaps him. And he's like, don't tell him until you know for sure. Yeah, he's like, why put people through hell and you don't right. have to? Right. It was like, and it's actually right. the right <laughs> advice for once here right. is that... You know, nobody did anything wrong by sleeping no. together. So why bring up something that's not a big deal yeah. unless he ends up being the dad? Wait to see if yeah. it's a thing. Which is the right thing to do. Right. right. But Joe just can't live. He's The guilt's killing him a bit. So, um, well, and then Brian gets the phone call because he's at Joe's desk. Yeah. The, blood, the, the, the lab calls. Because they need Joe's insurance card. Right. And Brian finds out he's taking a blood test and assumes that his kidneys are bad or his heart yeah. is bad. And he's going to do whatever he can to get Joe a new heart. Right. He's then, worried about right. his brother. And then Joe needs to fess up that. Uh-huh. Right. Which he does. And Brian sort of like flips out and is like, how dare you sleep with my ex? I would never do that to you. To when Joe rightfully so says, oh, <laughs> Joe gives a reality uh, check. Uh, point yeah, of order know. here. Yeah. Uh, you did do that to right. my fiance with yeah. my fiance. And Brian says it's apples to oranges, but right. really it's apples to apples. It's apples yeah. to apples. Um, which we talked about last episode if that was going to come up, and it did. Yeah, and Sarah walks in. She's like, "Hey, honey, ready to go?" Yeah. And then Brian just was like, uh, "Who are you talking? Yeah, which honey do yeah. you mean? Yeah, which honey do you mean?" And then. Right. You know, she's like, oh, Joe, you told him. And right. It's like, I had to. And, and she's absolutely right. It, Brian has no say in what she does after they're broken up. Whatsoever. No, and yeah. this whole thing happened seven years ago. Yes. Brian yeah. had already run off with Joe's fiance. Conceivably. And it's interesting. Uh, so, uh, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to harp on this timeline thing. You would think if that's the timeline they were trying to push, they would say that. Like, like Joe would be like, well, I slept with her while you were with my fiance and wherever. And they never say it. Yeah. Well, because I think that Brian and well, I think Joe is doing the right thing here, yeah. and like not being a you know, yeah, I agree. Like we're not gonna measure, we're not gonna get out our measuring stick yeah. here. Instead, we're just gonna oh, figure I'd out the situation that's in front of us, place. which is like there is a really a very real human child mm-hmm. yes. who is affected by this. Well, and that's what she said. She said the you know it doesn't matter because the the best person ever brought into my life was brought in in this situation. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you say, which is yeah. a good mother thing to say. And it is tough. And they do show character development with Brian later when they're mm-hmm. like waiting for the phone call. Um, yeah. When 
he's like, listen, man, that you get thrown in that situation, I'm sure you're going to say it's rational right. shit. It happens. Right. Yeah. You know? and, and Joe's convinced that he is because the kid is very neat. Yeah. They have yeah. the moment yeah. where, stacks like, where he stacks his papers the same way, says, uh, how are you supposed to sleep when your shoes are touching yeah. in the closet? Yeah. yeah. Gives him a hug. Gives him $50 to go get some bubble gum. Right. To go bubble gum. Uh, and Brian says, you wouldn't give me 50 bucks but I needed a tetanus shot. Right. Yeah. Um, so Brian finds out that they slept together. And yeah. so Joe, um, it's Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Joe goes over to Helen's because mm-hmm. they're going to have dinner plans. And Helen's in a sexy thing. And oh, she's yeah. got all the candles. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Joe's like, I need to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, Brian knows now. So, like, now the cat's out of the bag. You have to tell. Well, sure. she says, he says, I think we should talk first. And she says, I don't need that this time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the phone rings. Mm-hmm. And Helen answers it. And she's like, <laughs> The funniest Roy. part of this episode, yes. And she hands the phone to Joe. And Roy's like, don't do it, Hackett. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which again, not terrible advice, right. but like at this point, Ryan knows like yeah. it's it's Roy trying to be a bro, right? Just right. Like, hey, but, man. but also like it it, it is kind of commendable. Joe can't live with the guilt. He doesn't want to keep anything from his friends, the people that he loves. Sure. Right. It's while it might be misguided, he should have waited because there's nothing. You know what are the yeah. what are the odds? You know what I mean? Like there, Maury Povich made a career of this, <laughs> right? But like. You know, he just he he can't live with that guilt, and it's supposed to sort of show like his sort of the his moral compass. moral, but yeah, like, like his, how much he cares about Brian and cares right, about how right. like he just can't keep this right. right. And I think it was supposed to sort of show his sort of uptightness where he can't you know sit with this. And he can't he yeah. can't just be cool. Like Joe can't be cool about anything. But really, it shows that he's like a good guy who doesn't want to mm. keep anything from the people he loves, especially if he feels they're going to be hurt by it eventually. He's yeah. trying to soften the blow if they are. It do end up being hurt by it, yeah. right? So Helen, or he says, like, I, I've got to tell you something, and Helen's like, Oh my god, you and Roy, mm-hmm. because Roy had right. called, and he's like, No, 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 and he tells her, you know, right after, like, seven years ago, mm-hmm. when right after Brian and Sarah broke yeah. up, we slept together, and she's like, Oh my god, you didn't. She's been here all this weekend, and you didn't tell me. Okay, I don't care. Just. Mm-hmm. The absolute right reaction. Helen reacted very well to that news. She was right. like, I don't care. Yeah. It didn't, you know, we weren't together. Mm-hmm. We didn't have anything to do with it each other. Matter. You, yeah. Nobody, you know, it was two consenting adults. Nobody yeah. got hurt in that situation. And he's like, well, <laughs> and that's when he says, you know, there's a possibility that Jason yeah. might be his kid. Mm-hmm. And then Helen has the all the emotions. She's not necessarily mad at joe she's just upset about the situation which makes a lot of sense uh you know it, it makes sense that helen would be sad that you know she thought that they were gonna have their first kid together and then right. you know maybe that's not true but she's you know it, there's no point where helen is being sort of the classic helen and she's like not angry about it she's yeah. just sad you know and right. it is it's it's a big shock. It's a lot of information to take on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think she handles it appropriately, which is very unhelen Right. Like. Yes. Everybody in this episode is a little weird. Like, Roy is just being a good bro. Yeah. Helen doesn't fly off the handle. 
Yeah, like, Brian w- realizes they, he was wrong. Right, when they get the call, like, for the blood test, they're all sort of holding hands and being very supportive. Yeah, like, right. like when Brian comes in and he's like, hey, room for one more yeah. like, pig-headed idiot who said some things that he clearly right. didn't mean. And, you know, it's like, right. wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Helen and Joe, Brian and Sarah all sit in the office waiting for the phone call. Right. Uh, you know, and they're all having a really hard time with it. Let's play a game of geography. Yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And the phone rings. Helen does have a minor breakdown there, but it's nothing too bad. She does, but like, again, this is a lot of information Mm -hmm. to process. And she's not taking it out on Sarah or Joe. She's just upset about the circumstances, which is totally understandable. And there is the funny point where the kid calls, he's now calling, not knowing the situation, is calling Brian Uncle Brian. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious because he would be if Joe's the dad. Right. Um, but the call comes through. It does. And Joe's not the father. Oh, right. Now, Michelle, uh, in our uh, numerous hours of watching real crime TV shows. That's right. Uh, isn't it true, at least now with DNA technology, that like they can't tell, like they can tell if it's. Like, sometimes they can tell if it's a male in the family, so it could be the father or the brother. You know what I mean? Isn't there always that hang-up sometimes? Because DNA technology in the 90s was terrible. So, I mean, what are you what are you saying that they would be trying to prove here? Well, like, would they be able to tell that it wasn't, that it was Joe over Brian? Or would they just be able to say it was a male well, packet? Well, Sarah knows that it's not Brian. Right. Because of the timing. Okay. Um... But yeah, like, that makes sense. From so they're saying this is based on a blood test, yeah. Um, and based on a blood test and not a DNA test because it was the nineties, mm-hmm. the blood test is like not oh, going to be right. super accurate, yeah. you know, because you know maybe the kid has type <clears throat> O blood mm-hmm. and the mom has type O blood, and then you know. Then maybe uh, yeah, so Joe I, also has type yeah. of blood, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you could be the father." So I guess I was I was know. expecting a DNA test. It's a blood test. What were it's they? A blood what test. Would you, do you, so do you understand be, what they would be testing? Yeah, for? this is more like testing the I'm blood lost. type. Okay. So like, yeah, but that doesn't really tell you anything. I does mean, it? this is how they used to tell paternity. It wouldn't necessarily know, but she's narrowing it down to two people. Okay. So like, say you know. um she had type A, mm-hmm. he had type B, the kid has AB, mm-hmm. then you know, okay, that makes sense. Like, that could be. Okay. But if, you know, she has type A blood and the Joe has type B, and then the kid has, like, type A. Yeah. It's, it's probably not going to be, yeah. you know, compatible. And so, like, it's not as accurate as DNA, okay. but it's what you had in the 90s. Um, so it's just going off of like blood types, you know, I'm sure there's more to it. I don't know a lot about science, but you know, yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. A blood test uses restricted fragment length polymorphism to compare the father's DNA with the DNA of the child. Well, there you go. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what they're saying, because they're saying blood test and not paternity test. Yeah. I don't know what was available in the 90s. Yeah, it's. A, it, I mean, it says there a blood test determined paternity 
DNA sequencing. So yeah, but like knows? in the '90s, DNA sequencing was a lot different than it right. is right. I mean, now. it's still even now DNA testing is a flawed mm-hmm. system. It it is, but um, because she had to narrow it narrowed down, it's not. It isn't like a Maury Povich. Right. Where she it was just like, knew two people. Right, She's trying to rule Joe out. Like yeah, you know, right. right. Yeah. It's not a situation where. She yeah. was like, it could be, you know, anybody. She was, she knew it's either you. Yep, one or two. <laughs> right, just one other guy. She narrowed it down from timing, <laughs> and so you know, it's not Joe. So I never have. Brett, you ever had to take a paternity test? Nope. Cool. Me either. Good. Um, Pull out games. You know where all your children came from. What? Whose children? <laughs> oh, all Michelle's children. Yeah. <laughs> I do. They all came from various animal shelters. Aww. I got fur children. That's it. And Brett. That's true. I yeah. am technically your child. That's true. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> I'm not the father. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um. Oh, if who would we? <laughs> Never mind. Nope. Nope. <laughs> who would be in a hypothetical situation if he's not my father and near my mother? Who would be my father? Brett Michaels. I think, uh, yeah. All right, cool. That's who, yeah, yep. that's who it is. All yep. right. One skinny bop it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Good. that's right. Um, so, Joe handles this really well. Yeah. He says, hey, Sarah, I'm I'm not. It's not me. Right. Um, and they're all really sensitive about that. I mean, Brian is, mm-hmm. like, hugging her. Helen like cheers, yeah. uh, but then like she realizes too, like she you know yeah. she looks at Sarah and she yeah. realizes and she's like, well, because Joe's Joe says her, he's like, hey, like let's be a little right. sensitive uh-huh. to this, right? And then they walk out of the office and they both start hu- jumping up and down, hugging, yeah. you know, In front of, yeah, you can see him through yeah. the door, yeah. yeah. Um, but Sarah handles it well, and she also says like, hey, I now I know who it is, so I have to go tell him, yeah, yeah, um. He's in San Francisco. Right. Yeah. And so I have to go, like, I can't just call him up on the phone. I have to go there. I don't know. This whole scenario is really yeah. bizarre. So 90s San Francisco in the 90s, it's either Danny Tanner, yep. Joey Gladstone. It's 100% Jesse. Come on. Or Jesse Katsopoulos. Yeah, Jesse Katsopoulos. Yeah. Come on. Let's get real I mean, here. Did he look Greek to you? I don't know. It's all Greek that, to me. That kid? Um, I don't know. Yeah. So, so, so the B plot here too. Antonio's kind of trying to finally make a move on Casey. Casey, yeah. does that ever get paid off? Uh, no, we just so, watched this episode and I don't remember. Uh, Faye he, writes the poem, right? So he tries to go and talk to Casey. Faye's like, "You got to yeah. ask her out for Valentine's Day." Yeah, he goes and he tries, fails because right. he can't talk to her. So then Faye writes a poem and leads a row, which a I row. thought was going to lead to sort of a uh, was a. Uh, Sereno de Bergerac kind of thing. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, it's a terrible poem. It says, like, you might think this is kind of flirty. Meet me here at 8.30. We'll yeah. have dinner and dessert or yes, something like right. that. It's terrible. Yes, yes, yes. And so then Antonio is like, fuck it. I'm just going to go tell her. Mm-hmm. And he walks up to Casey and he's like, Casey, and he's really weird. It's really creepy about it. Casey, I'm in love with you. You're the most beautiful woman that I've ever seen. I'm, like, madly in love with you. I can't even control myself. We need to, like, you know, I want you to go out yeah, with me. right. And then she's like, I'm sorry, Antonio. I had headphones in. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, she pulls out the earbuds and... 
Yeah, which were didn't yeah. they look like not 1990s headphones, yeah. but like looks like they were from yeah. the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they looked like they were from she, now. She's yeah. time traveler. Yeah, and then he just goes all like ah ah ah. Right. I can't speak and to her again. Talk. And that's yeah. it. They don't ever come back to that. Nope. No. So weird. they drop it. Weird. And it, I, bet, no I wonder if that's going to be the cliffhanger for the end of this season. Uh, no. I don't think so. I've, yeah, I don't think so either. You know what I mean? Like, will they, won't they kind of thing? Like, he finally gets up the nerve? No, they no. won't. Okay. I don't, I don't believe so. So, so. so Helen's going to be pregnant then? Maybe. What? Why the cliffhanger at the end of the season. Is that really? Oh, I thought that had something to do with Antonio and Casey. And I no. was very. No, I'm just <laughs> trying to predict where the show's going to go. Like, what are they going to throw at us as the wait till next season to find out? No, I don't think so. I think that the next, I think it'll be around. The wedding, Brian's yeah. love life and the wedding. Mm. Yeah, I think the end of the season will be the the last the wedding. Will be the wedding. Like, will Helen show up? Will Joe get cold feet? Uh, some drama yeah. will happen. Will someone someone will interrupt at the end? Like, for, speak now or forever hold your peace, and somebody will barge in. Ooh. Sitcoms always have the thing where everything goes wrong in the wedding, and then somebody throws together like this beautiful, mm. perfect wedding at the yeah. last minute, kind of like yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm-hmm. where like yeah. you need everything. Like somebody does everything and then right. it's the most beautiful wedding and mm. nobody's family is there uh <laughs> friends did this with like phoebe and mike yeah you know they they always have to that. be fair we got married with our family there and i would have removed some of them from the building if i could have true that is true none of my family listens to this podcast so we're okay what um, if this is real big in your family circle Hmm? What if this podcast is really big? And Could be. They're very proud. They have to of find you. it on their own. I don't talk to of you. And, you know. <laughs> Just waiting. So uh, the C plot is yes. that Lowell is like having this whole issue. He's having this whole crisis about why he became a mechanic. And Jason, this little boy, this very mm. precocious little boy with a terrible bull haircut. Yes. Uh, Sarah's Sarah and not Joe's child. Mm-hmm. Um. Says, like, well, do you like being a mechanic? And Lola's like, I do. And he's like, well, then there you go. And Lola's like, holy crap, you're right. And then starts bothering him about all of these, like, life questions. Right. Phil- Phil- he sees him as a great philosopher. Right. And so then when they are at the airport and Brian's saying goodbye to Sarah and Jason, and Brian's like, you know, Jason, like... I don't even know how to say goodbye. And Jason's like, all right, we got to go because he sees Lowell coming. And Lowell <laughs> yeah. wants to talk about philosophy. And there's a really yeah. funny like close to that. We didn't discuss the, the, the fate versus free will. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. There you go. That's what it ends on. There's no like little credits thing. It's just, you know, back, to the, back to the old theme song. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And... Brian, once again, unhappy in love. Well, not in love, just unhappy. Unlucky. Yeah, because I kind of leave it where she's like, hey, like, like I'm going to call you in, yeah, in a, in a couple, couple months. months right? You right. know, like, I don't think it, yeah, I don't know, because she's not like, well, I love this other We'll guy, never see know? her again. No, this is definitely a one-off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it leaves kind of weird. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I have to go find this guy and. Tell him, which is fine. Yeah. Again, right. not call him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, but a lot of the driving him. plot of this season has been like, will Brian ever find love again? So, yeah. you know, they're just putting him through his paces. Yeah. All right. Well, 
That was the episode. That was part two. Sure was. Uh, and by the way, saying the I was expecting it to be a Sereno de Bergerac, de Bergerac kind of thing. Uh, Roxanne is an excellent movie. Nobody has seen it with Steve Martin. I've seen it. I've never seen it. I was it. alive in the 80s. It's great. Me too. Mm, like you were a baby at the end of the 80s, though. I still made it. It's well, a, then you need to watch Roxanne. Yeah, it's a romantic comedy. I'll get there. Uh, yeah. so the, it's a, it's based on like a play, and the the thing is that like this character, Sereno de Bergerac, is like a, a not an attractive man, and he has a thing for a lady. He's got a big nose. Mm. He's got a big nose. He's a thing for well, the still Steve Martin character. Is that what it is in the play, too? It's a big nose. And so he writes love letters and poems to the lady and has the attractive man around town recite them to her and she falls in love with him but he's like a doofus and doesn't really like her and then he has to come out to the lady so in the 80s movie it's steve martin with a giant nose and he's the head of a fire department and the new fireman's like this big bulky idiot and it's daryl hannah as the love interest it's a very funny movie uh very good romantic comedy and steve one of steve martin's best it's very good but anyway i thought that's what we were going to get here with with faye writing the poems we didn't uh but Fling's the remember Remembrance of Fling's Past Part Two. Uh, let's rate it. And remember, last episode we said we 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 went down. We went at, we went at a two, and said we will judge accordingly on this episode whether or not it 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 fails miserably or is triumphant in its payoff and story. Yes, and I'll go first. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a three point two five. Okay. Because I think that the reason why is not because I think this episode is necessarily a three point two five, but cumulative I gave the last yeah. one a two. Cumulatively, mm-hmm. I I think that they're a little better than two point five. Okay. I think, you know, it should be a little bit better than the average wings episode because I do think the characters are not they're terrible asshole selves. Yeah. I think that they actually handle some of these circumstances well. Mm-hmm. And so I want to recognize that as a win. Right. When we get it. Because normally they're assholes. Okay. So 3.25. Just to inch it right over that sort of 5, five out of 10 right over for the, the combined episode. Right. Okay. I think that would average like out it. to like a 2.65. Okay. I like it. Uh... I'm right there with you. I think this was a better episode than that first episode, too. Not even, you know, to to bring the average up cumulatively, but I think it is a better episode than that first one. Um, I think the first episode had some problems tone-wise and, like, didn't know what it wanted to do, especially with the Helen stuff, which they just drop in this episode. Uh, So I'm going to be close with you there. I'm going to go three and a half. Brett? Uh, I'm gonna go 3.25 as well. Um, I messed up the math. I should have just went 3.25. Made everything made life easy, but yeah. So 3.25. Um, I agree, Michelle. Where it's like I'm happy that they're actually like showing some sort of like moral growth, sort of, and realizing like, oh fuck, yeah, this is about the kid, not about any of us. And let's put this child first and. See where it goes, and everybody handles everything very maturely, and nobody's a dick about it. Mm-hmm. So, right, 3.25. All right. Okay, how about, can I see that sauce? What is this thing called? Uh, Heatness number eight. number eight. Chili lingua, lingua, yep. lingua mm-hmm. de fuego. Okay. Let's speak. Uh, let's see. 
Celebrating eight years since the Heatness Shop opened in Brooklyn, this sauce honors the global love of spicy flavors made by the Chile Lengua de Fuego family using fresh Honduran ingredients like zapote, passion fruit, bitter orange, and rum. This unique com- combination will liven up any meal. At Heatnist, hashtag stay spicy. We use a lot of heat and we buy a lot from Heatnist. We use heat and sauces a lot. Uh, so this was a, the, a, a newer thing. A couple weeks ago we got it in, I think, as of this airing anyway. Uh, Michelle, what are you thinking about Heatnist number eight? I liked this a lot. Mm-hmm. So I know that we've done a couple of other sauces that had like a squash or pumpkin base. Mm-hmm. And this one is similar. It doesn't have a squash or pumpkin base, mm-hmm. but it's like a little fruity. It's got the cinnamon. It's got the allspice. It's got that good spice. It tastes very much like a fall hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked it. I think that this would be really good in um, some other recipes with vegetables. Yeah. It would be really good on like a veggie taco. It would be really good with um, chicken, uh, like a grilled chicken. It's got a lot of other applications. I yeah. do really think it would be good for like a fall recipe, pork chops. I think it, it would be good on. Um, and so I really liked it i really liked the cinnamon and allspice flavor um and like the apple cider vinegar in it you could taste Mm -hmm. um the one thing that i think is it made it a little hard to give it like you know the perfect score is that it's very thick and so for wings that's probably not the greatest but for something else I think it would be really good, or if you're using it in a sauce, um, I think it would be really good. And so I am going to give this a four. I really, you know, my favorite sauces that we've done, other than Mm -hmm. like some of the ones that are our our old standbys, are usually like the fruitier ones, or like I like the pumpkin, I like the squash-based ones um they they're always my favorite and then this one had like a nice balance with the heat and the spiciness um so i'm gonna give it a good it's interesting that you say that because so the i looked up the zapote or sapote in english the ness uh is a is a dominican fruit that tastes like a combination of apricots and sweet potatoes yeah, which and I is can totally good. Right. That. And so there's and that's what it looks like. Oh, it looks, looks a little like bit a looks like a squash kind of papaya kind of thing. So uh so yeah, and it I, I actually naturally has a little hint of honey and cinnamon in it. Nice. So there you go. So you're pretty spot on. Uh, I like this too. Uh, I think the added cinnamon is a nice touch. Uh, it is fruity, uh, way too thick. They should have thinned this sucker out a little bit cuz it does not pour out of this bottle. Uh but the the flavor's right on. The heat is okay. Could be a little spicier, I think, but it was pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed this. Oh, look, see, there's a little sapote right there on the, oh, on yeah. the thing. I just didn't know what it looked like. Uh, I like this. Not as much as Michelle. The thickness takes a hit. Uh, and on wings is not uh, necessarily a preferred wings thing, uh, but there are, I'm sure, a lot of other uses for it. Uh, but I did like it. I'm going three and a half. Still very good. Very cinnamony if you like cinnamon. Cinnamon rules. Brett? Yeah. Uh, I agree. Cinnamon does fucking rule. Cinnamon rules. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, Michelle, like pretty much like everything you said, it was just like the cinnamon yeah, shines it. through. The allspice shines through. Um, 
Yeah, the only negative thing is it's just thick. Yeah. Like, it's super thick. Um, It's definitely, like, um, like, it's, like, like a Caribbean kind of style Mm -hmm. hot sauce, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, man, this is fucking delicious, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this a lot. If you were to, if you were to b- brush this on some uh, chicken tendies before you cooked them up, maybe yeah. marinating this I a little could, bit. For some reason, I could like, I don't know, I could taste it mixed in with, like with like ground beef or okay. something. Like, I don't know why. I don't what dish. I don't know. But uh, yeah, this is really fucking good. Uh, Heatness, man, knocking it out of the park. Um, I am gonna go. I'm gonna go right in the middle of you guys. I'm going three point seven five. Okay. Uh, you said it, and the reason, the thing that made me knock it down the most, I don't like allspice. Oh yeah, that's I'm true. not an you allspice don't. fan, so that's what's stopping it from pushing it over the edge. It, and the allspice isn't strong. I still really like this. The cinnamon is stronger, but I don't like allspice. This is probably the first sauce I can recall we have with like passion fruit. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we've mm-hmm. had a sauce like that mm-hmm. before. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's right. going three point seven five. Well, Way cool. to go, heatness. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, a really good sauce. Recommended. Uh, anything oh, over absolutely. a three is absolutely yes. recommended. Yeah, go buy it on their so. app right now. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I remember I ate at um, actually I think it was in San Francisco. Funny enough, uh, when I was there for work, I we went out to this restaurant and I got this like ravioli dish that was like a. I think it was like a butternut squash ravioli with like a pumpkin reduction or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this kind of reminds me like it was just like this really good kind of fall recipe with like apples and pumpkin and squash. And it was like kind of there was like spices in it and it had like pecans. And this reminds me of that. I feel like this is like that mm-hmm. kind of thing where in a good fall recipe with like yeah. apples and like pork i think that you could use yeah. this to make some sort of a re- reduction that would be amazing yeah when you said fall earlier that mm-hmm. like definitely clicked it's the me. cinnamon and the allspice yeah. right. it's it's so god yeah. damn it's a good sauce it was very good sauce it is check it out uh, yeah absolutely yeah, you said a pork chop too Have yeah you seen a pork like chop? a good pork or like some kinda, like, yeah. like uh like carnitas mm-hmm. you know yes that's good yeah. shit Good All job, right. Heatness. All right. Yeah. Well, Keep on rocking. Michelle, hit the plugs. Uh, check us out at underscore Wings on Wings on Twitter and Instagram, uh, wingsonwings.podbean.com, or you can email us at wingsonwingspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the soon-to-be-named network at STBN Network on Twitter, uh, soon-to-be-namednetwork.com, soon-to-be-namednetwork.tumblr.com, where you can find this and lots of other good podcasts like uh, At Odds with Wrestling, Longbox Heroes, Hit My Music, Final Wrestling Place, uh, Puzzle Warriors 3, mm-hmm. Profane Arguments. Hit all the important ones. Yeah, that works. Yeah. All right. That's- we need wrestling. <laughs> what? Wow, that's very loud. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, who knows what kind of crew. Yeah, but we'll be here. Somebody say goodbye. Bye. Eat wings.
You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Network.